Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. Your hormones are like a symphony. If one is out of balance, it ruins the entire performance. Lacey Dunn. Now, y'all, most of my podcast is about mental health, it's about relationships, it's about life. But what contributes to your quality of life has a lot to do with how you feel inside, what you look like, where's your mindset at. So today I want to talk about not accepting the belly fat. The truth is conventional medicine has done nothing to help us. They are pushing pills on us. And if COVID taught us one thing, it's that we have choices. There are herbs, there are natural remedies, there are lifestyle changes, there are panels and blood work and tests to be done that we are ignoring. This is super close to my heart because those of you that have followed me for a long time know that I've had a lot of health issues in the past couple of years. Currently going through therapy for mercury poisoning, I've had H. pylori and leaky gut and Giardia. Everything you can think of, I've had it, okay? And I, it's happened for me so I can be here and I can be an advocate for you and I can transition my life and my career as a functional medicine doctor and make it something wonderful, be the change, be different. I want you to know that you need to optimize what influences the systems in your body. This is done by adjusting your gut, your lifestyle habits, your mindset. Holistic is looking at the body as a sum of its parts, right? You can't just look at one thing and think you get the whole picture. So your health is a combination of your mind, your body, and your soul. So if you're right now hung up on losing that belly fat or dropping 20 pounds or whatever the case may be, and yet you're telling yourself a different story like, I'm always going to be fat, my family's fat, my genetics are fat, everything's fat, you're not going to lose that weight. I'm just telling you. For years, women have come to me wanting to lose that 20 pounds. And until we change their mindset, and I know some of my clients listen to my podcast, until you change that mindset, you will stay the same. I promise you that. So today I want to just deep dive into belly fat. I can talk a lot about hormones. I'm learning more myself every single day, but belly fat is also known as visceral fat. Okay. So it's biologically active and having belly fat is actually a sign of metabolic inflexibility and it really has serious health implications. So if you've ever had a DEXA scan done or a body scan done, you look at the body fat percentage, but they can also look at the visceral fat, which is the fat around your organs or around your belly. And the implications that are very serious are the long-term damage on our metabolic health and our lifespan, you guys. We've heard of apple-shaped people, pear-shaped people, right? We're quick to label. But here's the thing. We think that we can't lose fat, especially once we turn like 40 or go through perimenopause. And losing fat gets much harder. It's multi-layered and it's complex. It's not just about counting calories and eating less and moving more as a lot of conventional doctors will tell us it is. It's way more than that. So I have a hard time these days working for anybody in the nutrition and training world because they send clients to you or you find your clients or they find you and people just think it's calories in, calories out and move more. No, what does your blood work say? What do your hormones say? 
How is your menstrual cycle? Of course, diet plays a role in weight gain. So does being sedentary and having an inflammatory lifestyle, right? High stress, no sleep. I like to go back to my Play-Doh reference and emotional malleability, right? Being flexible. You can use this Play-Doh reference for absolutely anything, but just think about this. If you aren't flexible and if you don't take care of yourself, so if you leave that Play-Doh out all night long and it's exposed to air and cold and whatever else, it's going to crack. That's your body. That's your mind. When you're not getting sleep and you're not eating whole foods and you're not practicing self-care, all of these things add up. But other than movement and diet, there are other factors going on in your body. Hormones. Hormones literally dictate your quality of life. I had never experienced depression before. I had never, ever in my life been negative or or just like down on myself. And when I went through this bout of hormone imbalances, the worst ever. Oh my God, I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't want to live. I couldn't get to the gym and then I'd get to the gym and leave. I wanted to eat everything, everything. I had no control, none at all. Your hormones, you guys, they're bossy. So your weight's going to increase. And then the body's feedback system is going to kick in. And then all your hormones just increasingly work against you. And losing weight feels absolutely hopeless and impossible. I hear it over and over again every day. But listen, you don't have to accept the belly fat. I am not in my prime of fitness right now. I am healthier than I've ever been mentally, but I'm working towards what I feel good in when it comes to my clothes. It's not just the number on the scale. How do I feel in my clothes? I have seven, eight years of lifting beneath me. I have a lot of muscle on my body, but I also know where I feel good. So if you're comparing yourself to somebody who's pencil stick thin and never had any kids and you've had three kids and you weight lift, stop, just stop. So let's start with this. What does fat do in the body? So fat has a lot of roles. Hey, ladies, it's necessary. You need it, okay? Okay, let me say that again. You need fat. Fat is literally the determining factor in how your hormones function in your body. When I had 4% body fat, I lost my menstrual cycle for two years. You need fat, okay? Good, awesome. It provides insulation, energy storage. It regulates your appetite, your satiety, and energy. Okay, when I was 4% body fat, all I wanted to do was nap. I'd sleep for 10 hours and then I just wanted to nap. And then I was starving, starving all the time. You have these fat cells and they secrete hormones such as leptin, which regulates your appetite, adiponectin, which adjusts how you burn fat. Fat is very, very important. Now there's white fat and brown fat. I'm not going to get too far into this, but brown fat's usually around your shoulders and on your neck, it's the good fat. Okay, and there are ways to... Move your body from white fat to brown fat. Again, I'm not going to get into go all science on you guys. Normally, I'm definitely not this scientific database sort of thing. But I thought this was really important because we're hard on ourselves. So back to that visceral fat. Why is it so dangerous? Well, white fat, like I just talked to you guys about, particularly in your belly, is called visceral fat. But it puts you at a greater risk for diabetes, heart disease, A lot of us, you guys, are pre-diabetic because of our lifestyle choices and where we're storing our fat. It's not just benign fat that makes it hard for you to zip up your jeans. I get that. That sucks, right? You know, those jeans that have always fit you. There's a time and a place to get different jeans, but sometimes it's just because like things don't fit anymore and it's uncomfortable. But the fat in your belly is biochemically different from fat elsewhere. It's 
actually like an inflammatory concoction of bad chemicals that causes you to age faster than someone who has minimal belly fat or visceral fat. So studies are showing that visceral fat deep in the abdomen is the most important health predictor in women. Now, if you're like Shauna, my grandparents are fat. My mom is fat. My dad is fat. I have no chance. Bullshit. Genetics do play a role, but so does your lifestyle. So, so does understanding your hormones. That's why we're talking about this. So now you're like, but Shauna, my husband, he eats just like me. Why isn't he fat? Oh, I get you. I get you there. There are there are types of fat that men tend to accumulate versus women. So women have more subcutaneous fat, right? Particularly at the breast, the hips, the butt. Women have more fat. We need it for our hormone balance, okay? So if you have a husband or a boyfriend with six-pack abs, rub on those things all day long, but don't think that you should look like him, okay? But men actually have more visceral fat than women, which is the bad fat around their organs, However, this changes when women go through menopause. Before menopause, there's a big difference between men and women. But after menopause, women become more like men where they store fat, which I found very fascinating. So what happens? What happens during perimenopause and menopause? So one of the most common complaints women have, other than you know their hot flashes and their mood swings and whatever else, is the sudden unexplained weight gain. They're like, Shauna, I just woke up and I was fat. Where did this come? I can't zip up my jeans. I don't know what happened. It's almost as if it appeared overnight. Like nothing changed in terms of diet or exercise or whatever else. So this is very confusing and it's a mind fuck. I'm not going to lie. It, it really messes with women's mind, right? So what's happening? The body fat is actually being redistributed. So starting in perimenopause, the period of time when menstruation changes, so your ovaries are going to run out of those high quality eggs and you know, your period will slowly, slowly stop, or maybe just get more sporadic or irregular. Women become more like men and that they tend to store fat at the waist. So the fat is not coming out of nowhere. It's being redistributed. Isn't that terrible? Who thought that this was a good idea? I don't know. So as your estrogen levels decrease, the rate of fat gain doubles. Remember your ovaries are not making high quality eggs anymore. So your hormone production is going to change. And in saying all of that, your lean body mass also declines. Your lean body mass is good. That's what you want. Okay, so the gains and losses continue until two years after your final menstrual cycle. This is a long, hard journey. I know. I'm not even there yet, but I want to know about it because I want to know what's going on in my body and why things are happening. So changes in the fat partitioning or like where fat's distributed on your body during perimenopause literally reflect the hormonal changes happening. We ignore our instinct. We ignore what's going on within us. We don't want to deal with it. So we let the body fat accumulate. We let our waist circumference get bigger. We let our waist to hip ratio increase. All of this is happening whether you like it or not. Now, the only time this really doesn't happen is in women who take hormone therapy because it keeps their hormones at a certain level so they can't go all whacked. And there's cons to that too. Again, a whole nother episode, not going to go into that. Sarah Gottfried is my favorite when it comes to hormones. So if you want to learn more about it, deep dive into all she has to offer. She's got a website, a blog, books, all the things. So it's not a problem with you because women gain on an average of five, five pounds over three years in this menopausal transition. 20% gain 10 pounds. Now, I'm not here to blame you. I'm here to educate you. 
The weight gain is associated with a greater risk of a lot of health conditions, heart disease, high blood pressure, total cholesterol, all these things, triglycerides, fasting insulin, like all these things. All I want to do is educate you. Be your own doctor. Be your best advocate. When people come to me and they've got three, you know, three numbers for their blood work, it's like, no, this is not the holistic approach to medicine. You don't have to be okay with what's going on right now. You are your own doctor. I'm not saying go on Dr. Google. I'm saying find somebody who's going to listen to you, to help you, to educate you. Because you know what's great about educated people? They educate other people. One doctor can have 50 patients. What if those 50 patients were educated on each one of those things that was going on with each one of them, and then they told 50 more people? I'm not very good at math, but that's a lot of people. Am I right? Educate yourself, educate others, be your own best advocate. You don't have to be okay with the diagnosis. It it could be uncomfortable. You might have to sit with it for a little while, but it's not the end all be all. So what's the best way to reduce belly fat? All of you are on Google right now. Some of you have these things already saved, but listen, the first step is to understand what's going on. How often has something happened with your car and you just bring it into somebody and you're like, just fix it. You don't even care. Just fix it. It doesn't matter. Just fix it. Listen, this is not your car. This is you. You need to understand it. You need to know what's going on underneath the hood. Fat gain around the belly is related to hormonal shifts, a normal part of aging. Typically in sex hormones such as estrogen, as well as other hormones of metabolism that include insulin. We are a holistic being. We need everything working together. So other than getting lab work done and knowing what's going on underneath the hood, you can exercise. You can exercise to help convert white fat concentrated in your belly and under the skin into something closer to brown fat that burns calories and generates heat. It's located mostly in your neck and shoulders. Like I mentioned, think about your neck right now, touch your neck right now, touch your shoulders. You can't really grab onto as much as you can around your hips. Am I right? Again, fat is good. It serves a purpose, but there's different kinds of fat and there's different fat distribution. And that's what we need to be educated about. So all my cardio bunnies out there, slow down. Strength training increases muscle mass. That keeps your metabolism going, gives you that hourglass shape, and improves the body's ability to burn fat. Y'all, I went to an acupuncturist, I don't know, four or five months ago. She's 70 years old doing Ironmans, ripped, ripped. Guess what? Her hormones are balanced. She's been active her whole life. She has a positive mindset. Think about that. What are you telling yourself every day? That's your current reality. I don't care what it is. You can have a mirror and you can look back and be negative, or you can have a window, a window of opportunity to grow and change and be okay. Love yourself. Just because the season that you're in right now may feel heavy, or you may not like the way you look or the relationships or the job, it doesn't mean you're stuck. Part of having what I like to call an identity foreclosure is realizing you are not tied to one thing. We tie ourselves to one thing. Man, I just want to look how I did when I was 20. Well, honey, get over it. You're not gonna. You're more beautiful now. You're wiser. Your body's been through years more past the age of 20. Another strategy for burning fat is to bump up the intensity of your aerobic routine. See, I didn't say take away from the cardio. I said, make sure you prioritize strength training. So not continuously, but intermittently. There was a study done in 2008 where 27 overweight women with an average age of 51 
perform bouts of high-intensity aerobic exercise. So it's like sprinting, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, or skipping steps on the Stairmaster and then just having a rest. They reduced their waistlines and their visceral fat more than women who did not exercise or only did low intensity, so that really slow walk. Really important to get your heart rate up, not all the time, intermittently. Remember that the high-intensity exercise turns different genes on and off in your body. Okay, your body's working for you. It loves you, but you have to love it back. So again, getting rid of unwanted body fat doesn't mean high-intensity or extreme cardio. There was another study done published in the journal Menopause. 16 healthy but obese postmenopausal women, an average age of 55, were randomly assigned to do yoga three times a week for one hour or to a control group, which means nothing changed. They didn't do anything. Compared to the control group who performed no exercise, the yoga group experienced a loss in body weight, especially a drop in visceral fat and had improved adiponectin level. That's the hormone that burns fat. Move your body. Be kind to your body. It starts in the mind. Now, what do I eat? So listen, too much estrogen in your body is associated with a high BMI. We're all overweight, if you ask me. If you if you look at a conventional BMI chart, we're all overweight. I want you to think about how your clothes feel. Not how they used to feel. How do they feel now to you? Are you comfortable? What are your hunger levels? What are your full levels? Do you listen to them or do you just overflow your plate? Because you've always had three pieces of lasagna. So we got up three pieces of lasagna. Try saying that three times fast. So to reset your estrogen, I want you to do this. Eat a pound of vegetables every day. It's hard. Vegetables are filling. If you don't like them, make a smoothie. You know, not with a bunch of fruits. Fruits are great, natural sugars, but make sure there's vegetables, green vegetables. Think of it as consuming a pound to lose the pounds because the fiber from the vegetables eliminates the excess estrogen. So it frees you up for natural weight loss. It's funny because my clients are like, Shauna, but I'm eating so much more. How am I losing weight? Well, we're carb cycling. Your body's not holding on to things because it doesn't know when it's going to get food. It gets food regularly now. So aim for 35 to 40 grams of fiber. Now, if you don't eat a lot of fiber now, don't go do that right away. Slowly increase it because you'll have a lot of bloating, a lot of gas, maybe some diarrhea. That's normal. So think about this. Healthy weight maintenance and where you carry fat is important, but it's also more in your control than you like to think. We like to point and blame. We like to blame the doctors, the pills, the steroids, the genetics, whatever it is. They all do contribute. Don't get me wrong. But you don't have to be okay with belly fat that makes you uncomfortable. So listen, aging is inevitable, but fat gain, especially over 40, is not. If you make metabolic health your goal instead of weight loss, stop being hung up on the scale. Focus on how you feel. The belly fat will reduce. Again, get blood work done. Work with a doctor who listens to you. I'm going to put a link in the show notes here so you can find a naturopathic doctor, a functional medicine doctor near you. I'm not saying your insurance is going to be covered by it because 99% aren't, but I'm telling you, you can't put a price tag on your health. I'm going broke right now with my illness. My therapy for mercury poisoning, you guys, is costing me $700 a month. That's not including herbs. That's just the therapy. Okay? And in the past couple of years, I've at least spent $10,000 on my health. I should say on my illness because I didn't take care of myself. 
It's okay. I'm doing it now, but I'm trying to save you the money in the long run, save you the heartache, save you the headache, save you the pain. So remember, you don't have to be okay with not feeling okay. You can improve your health span, decrease your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. It's a win-win, but only you can do this because remember, your hormones are like a symphony, a beautiful symphony. And if one is out of balance, it ruins the entire performance. So educate yourself, elevate others, eat to feel good. Remember, what what was doesn't have to be what is. You can change the game. I love you so, so, so much. Please be kind. Give back. Drink your water. Eat your veggies. Smile. <laughs>